monsters out there. Time for another episode of the show, and this is our big crossover. That's right, Two of Dracula and Werewolf by Night. I've got Scott West and Al Sedano here with me, and we have a ton of fun talking about this major crossover from the Bronze Age. Two big horror characters and horror comics crossing over. It was great stuff. You know, Marv Wolfman was writing both books at the time, and you know, we deep dive into everything about these two comic books. And everybody get ready, because after a quick break, we'll be right back to talk about this awesome story. ground to a halt in the blink of an eye. Lucian, the most feared and ruthless leader ever to rule the Lycan clan, had finally been killed. The Lycan horde scattered to the wind in a single evening of flame and retribution. Victory, it seemed, was in our grasp the very birthright of the vampires. Nearly six centuries had passed since that night, yet the ancient blood feud proved unwilling to follow Lucian to the grave. Though lichens were fewer in number, the war itself had become more perilous, for the moon no longer held her sway. Older, more powerful lichens were now able to change at will. The weapons had evolved, but our orders remained the same. Hunt them down and kill them off, one by one. A most successful campaign. Perhaps too successful. For those like me, a death dealer. This signaled the end of an era. Like the weapons of the previous century, we too would become obsolete. Pity, because I lived for it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bronze Age of Horror Comics. And believe it or not, after months on end of me blabbering about it, it is finally time for our Tomb of Dracula and Werewolf by Night crossover event. So, yay! Everybody do their Kermit arms. Yay! yay. <laughs> yay. Now what do we have to look forward to? <laughs> I know, it's all downhill from here, buddy. <laughs> I guess Dracula first the surfer. Yep. The, You're oh. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's oh, still some man. wacky stuff coming. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, both <laughs> both both titles, uh, you know, do some really wild things, and I am definitely looking forward to it. But uh, as everybody can hear, you know, I have my uh, Tomb of Dracula co-host Scott West here. Say hello, Scott. Hello, Scott. <laughs> and of <laughs> <Sorry>. course, <laughs> uh, uh, my Werewolf by Night uh, compadre Al Sedano. What's up, Al? Hello, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you know since we're doing this crossover both of you guys are enormous fans of not only the titles we are covering uh independently but 
also the opposite titles uh, as well. So I definitely wanted to get you guys to chime in on your thoughts on, uh, you know, Scott, you with uh, Werewolf by Night. No, you're a big werewolf fan. And then uh, Al, of course, uh, you with uh, Tomb of Dracula. So, uh, Scott, why don't you go first uh, with your thoughts on uh, Werewolf by Night as a character and the series? Yeah, um, I I have to be honest, uh, although I am a fan and I'll tell you in the pantheon of monsters, um, I've always preferred werewolves to vampires. And uh, maybe with the exception of Dracula, because he is he is the king. But mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, my history with werewolf, unlike Tomb of Dracula, which uh, when we started doing these, I believe I owned up to not really having read these, the Tomb of Dracula's as a kid. Um, but I do remember reading werewolf by nights as a kid for some reason those would be on the spinner rack sometimes and not dracula i'm not sure why mm-hmm. and whenever there was one i would pick one up because i love werewolves but to be honest with you even though i have a pretty good run i actually dug them out recently when i knew we were doing this to see what i had i haven't read them in years and years so my memory of them is actually a little dusty, unfortunately. Um, but I dug out my run, and I was pleasantly surprised to see my issues. I don't have the first one, but I do have number two, and then a pretty good run. Uh, and then it gets a little spotty. And um, unfortunately, the one <laughs> one of the ones I'm missing is uh, uh, Werewolf number 15 (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh i don't have the single issue of that one for some reason i have 14 and 16 but um so i did uh pick up 14 to check out what was going on before uh the issue we're going to be looking at and see who this taboo guy is Mm -hmm. um and it did kind of uh, ring some bells um one thing i did love about this series although i didn't know names when i was a kid but i'm a huge uh, Mike Plug fan. I love his art. I think he's really original and just does some cool stuff. And uh, the the writer originally the on the series was Jerry Conway. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Yeah. And I I tend to like his stuff a lot too. Um, going through those issues, I was noticing it gets pretty wild. There's some cool <laughs> stuff. And some really bizarre stuff and some crazy other kind of monsters. And um, some of my memory was coming back of, but like I said, I actually haven't sat down and read these in years, but going through these and then listening to some of your guys' uh, episodes, I was like, man, I need to go back and and get back into these because they're pretty cool. And uh, the werewolf always looks cool. I'm a fan of making a werewolf a wolf man, you know, Mm -hmm. like I like when they look like a, like the Wolfman, not not like a wolf, and so he looks cool like that. And what else was I was going to say about that? Oh, some uh, highlights, and unfortunately, of course, other issues I don't have. But I do remember that uh, one of my favorite Marvel characters, Moon Knight, shows up in mm. Werewolf by Night. I think that might be his debut. I um, think so. I yeah. think so too. I'm mostly sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm a huge uh, Moon Knight fan, so I need to track those down. Although they're probably astronomically priced. Oh now. yeah, get ready. 
<laughs> get ready for some tears. <laughs> but um, but yeah, thumbing through these, it looks like just like the Tomb of Dracula, it seems to be um, all the wacky stuff aside. A lot of these issues look like straight horror stories, and uh, you know they weren't really pulling any punches. Seems like when Marvel decided to do bring the monsters on. Um, they were going for it, looks like. Um, yeah, it's a cool comic. That's about yeah. all I got. <laughs> yeah, Al and I have been, uh, you know, we, we we dove in at the very beginning, but we've mentioned, I think, on a couple of different occasions how, you know, when the creative teams change on Werewolf by Night, you know, the, the mm -hmm. tone, we're not quite there yet with our recordings, but once uh, Doug mentioned Don Perlin take over, the tone of the book changes, like, slightly. It It, it goes... It starts to, you know, eventually veer more into, I think, towards the end of the series, especially. It's like, oh, hey, here's Iron Man and Moon Knight. You know, they do some right, appearances yeah. and things like that just to, I think, kind of spice it up, probably because the numbers were a little, you know, fleeting at that point. Because I know a lot of horror books towards sure. the mid to late 70s started to lose some traction. But I still love it no matter who's writing and drawing it just because I love the character as well. But mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, World by Night's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. a great character. <laughs> and I do like when he ends up being able to control it completely and just change into the werewolf whenever he feels like it. And uh, Yeah, I, I'm a fan of that. And I think the, the character, I think Jack Russell as a character is cool too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're at the like point it. where he's like, uh, living in an apartment building with some like horny girls and like a, a <laughs> <laughs> some a, a neighbor who's a kind of like this crotchety grouchy kind of guy that's uh, checking out some occult stuff too so it's yeah there's a lot of cool stuff going on in jack's <laughs> life right now nice <laughs> so yeah but uh all right well uh, so al now i know again you're a, you're a big fan of uh world by night obviously but also you uh, love you some tuba dracula as well so uh, what are your thoughts about that character and uh, that uh, book Oh, well, yeah, no, I love that book. I mean, I was I did not pick up any issues as they were out because I didn't start buying stuff until like 87. Mm -hmm. So they were long gone. So my first real reading of Tomb of Dracula was when the essentials came out. Mm, yeah, which I bought all of them, although I it, it's one of those things like where something you have kind of vanishes and you're like, I'm sure I had that. <laughs> so I'm like 90 percent sure I had four. I have but it's vanished completely. I have to still get it again. Mm -hmm. But at least the first three do have the main, you know, the 70 issues. Yeah. I think the fourth one has a lot of the magazine material. In yeah, it, that has not. a lot of the extra stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, essentials are great. Gene Cullen's artwork looks phenomenal. It looks amazing that way. You know, better. I mean, the werewolf stuff is great, but I have the first werewolf essential. But rereading that, I realized the werewolf still works a little better in the color. Mm -hmm. The Gene Cullen stuff does work amazing still in black and white. Yes. But um, so I'm um, so reading that and having read that whole series, although I read it kind of, you know, I went through it because I just picked up the essentials, kept reading as much as I could at the time. Mm -hmm. I was also single at the time, so I you know, didn't have <laughs> made it easier. So I'm rereading them now because now I'm actually, you know, able to more, pay, you know, I'm paying more attention to each issue as opposed to just getting through the story. But going through it again, I can see especially the consistency helps. It, there's a reason why if we're talking this horror characters from the 70s. Ghost Rider, maybe not quality-wise always, but was the number one, probably on the visual of, hey, this guy on a motorcycle with a flaming head yeah. at the time. But um, if there's a reason why Tomb of Dracula was basically the number two monster book at Marvel. And I would mm -hmm. say Werewolf would, you know, because of the longevity, Werewolf was the number three. 
But yeah, you could see there's more to there's a bit more to the Tomb of Dracula than the Werewolf. I mean, I love the Werewolf book, but the Tomb of, out of the two of them, the Tomb of Dracula overall is a better series. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna pretend it isn't. Doesn't mean I don't love it. Doesn't mean it's not mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, just because one's better does not mean one automatically sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, like you said, consistency was a big thing. Gene Colan, mm-hmm. Marv Wolfman, Tom Palmer, that for 70 issues, basically, that was, well, I guess Wolfman didn't come on until issue seven, maybe, or eight, somewhere in there, but yeah, yeah. from but there to they, the end. Once yeah. they got to that, they had that consistency. Werewolf mm-hmm. still doesn't fully have that yet. Tomb of Dracula also has a bit of a better cast because, spoilers ahead in case anyone hasn't read the issues that's listening, this is basically a Dracula werewolf story, not a Frank Drake, you know, Quincy Harker, Taj story. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of them, I mean, Taj doesn't appear at all. Quincy and Blade appear on a page. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Frank and, and Fra- Frank Rachel. and Rachel are basically relegated to like guest stars where it's like, we really don't have the budget to include you guys. So you're just going to have a scene. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're just going to film for one day and then you're out. I know it's normally your series, but we don't have the budget for you. <laughs> yeah really <laughs> you, know, you know it's a jack and dracula story and you don't feel the loss of lisa or buck but you do feel the loss of those characters yes yep totally agree with you on that one absolutely yep i i thought that too as i read through these two issues i really enjoyed them quite a bit but i just kind of thought yeah wow they really you know took uh taj quincy blade shoved them to the back burner and like mm-hmm. you said, it's uh, there's no uh, Lisa, no Buck, nothing else really going on except it's now like the, it's almost like a, a buddy cop sh- show here, the the, the Jack and uh, Topaz show uh, mm-hmm. going forward here, yeah. Which is I'm fine with that because you know we had a lot of the other stuff leading up till now anyway, and Topaz is you know a really cool character. Oh, you know the yeah. story still works great. It's just you would have liked to have like you know Frank and Rachel at least team up with Jack and you know Topaz. That would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have been great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, all right, well, why don't we dive in? So this two-parter starts out with Tomb of Dracula number 18, and Scott and I finished up with uh, issue 17 on our last recording. Uh, we also included one of the magazines in there, which, you know, doesn't affect this story at all. So we'll just say, you know, we we stopped with uh, issue 17 on our previous recording, and <laughs> that was quite an interesting one. We, we had was, a good time with it. Yeah, <laughs> I read that last night. That was fun. Everyone getting confused and mixed up about who was trying, who we're trying to kill and why. Mm-hmm. And I realized something with that issue. Now, things might change going forward. We'll see. But I realized something. If I lived in the Marvel Universe and I had to work for a supervillain, as of right now, I want to work for Dr. Sun. Because <laughs> think about it. You do a good job. Here's a bonus. Oh, your dad's being kept in a prison in a foreign country? Getting him out. No yeah. problem. <laughs> and actually, here's the I saved the panel because I realized you I think you guys missed it by accident. So I sent it to you. When the when he sends that vampire brand to go after the guards, the guard doesn't die. He in fact tells him, stop before the guard dies. Oh yeah. Yeah. So right. he's not his people aren't disposable. He's reminding me so far. Of if you remember the Hank Scorpio episode of The Simpsons, where Homer goes to work for basically he's a Bond villain, but he's also <laughs> the best boss Homer's ever had. You know, yeah. great corporate right. culture, wonderful benefits, excellent pay. <laughs> I yeah, mean, Doom would have just let all of them die for the hell of it. 
<laughs> I mean, Kingpin, there's been stories where Kingpin kills his people because, like, oh, Spider-Man interfered? Well, you should have taken care of him. Yeah, I'm going to take care of Spider-Man. Sure. What have you, have you taken care of Spider-Man? No. Uh, well, or Kingpin will just kill dudes while he's, like, doing his, like, martial arts training because he feels like it. Exactly. Right. Dr. Sun's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I mean, there's a good chance Dr. Sun already told the guys, don't worry. Yeah, the vampire's going to attack you. Don't worry. We're yeah. not going to let him kill you. Yeah, you're... <laughs> You're selling me on Dr. Sun. <laughs> I mean, we'll see yes. how things go. I mean, the only person that worked for him he tried to kill is a guy who stole from him. Mm-hmm. He must have a good HR at his uh He uh, probably has an HR. You know, Kingpin's HR is just a front. It's someone he like is the Tombstone HR. working there, right. basically going, oh, you have a complaint? Okay, i got to kill you next. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So, all right, well, let's dive in here. So we got Tomb of Dracula 18. Right. This one is uh, cover dated March 1974. Uh, it's got a, a cover from Gil Kane, Tom Palmer. So, uh, you know, I think there might be a couple of little alterations by our buddy Jazzy Johnny Romita. He loved, uh, you know, <laughs> touching up some faces here and there. So uh, why don't you uh, talk about this cover here, Al? What do you think of uh, Tomb of Dracula 18? The cover? Oh, this is this is an eye-grabbing cover. This is a, ooh, I got to read this cover if you saw this yeah. back then. Because you're like, oh, my God, he's fighting a werewolf. You know, if you didn't read Werewolf, and if you did read Werewolf, you're like, the werewolf's fighting Dracula! <laughs> I mean, that's all you need. I mean, the way they draw them, it's hard to tell, and since her scar seems to come and go sometimes, that could be Rachel, that could be Topaz, that could be anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be no. Lisa, depending on the day. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Get some shoes on those feet, though. Feet are disgusting, man. Get, put shoes, <laughs> friggin' shoes on her, socks or something. Oh, gross. <laughs> but the important thing is, it's werewolf fighting Dracula. I mean, come on, that's awesome. That just looks yes. cool. Yes, Jack is diving towards Dracula while he has this uh, uh, quite buxom blonde-haired woman, and it's it's. I love the cover. It doesn't really translate to what happens inside the location, but mm-hmm. it looks fantastic. And it says, "Man by day, werewolf by night." Two of Marvel's most macabre superstars in a battle of the monsters. So yeah, they went full on Universal here. I can't remember the name of the movie, but. When Universal had that one flick where they had the Frankenstein monster and werewolf and Dracula. Mm-hmm. House of movie. Frankenstein and House of Dracula. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's they they went full on here. Yeah. Which is fantastic. So, well, Scott, what are your thoughts on this cover? Uh, well, I agree with all of that. And as a kid, this would have been, uh, I wouldn't have thought twice because I love a monster fight. I was thinking of that, what you guys were just talking. I'm a big Universal horror f- fan, so... I was thinking this is the best werewolf versus Dracula since Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, you know? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, this cover's awesome. He's the werewolf's not just, they're not just fighting like werewolf by night is like leaping through the air coming at Dracula's back. And the added attraction of the very, very tight sweater on the girl probably would have appealed to me. Also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I was like in the, that's, I would have, whoa, boobs. I would have been like, yeah, I'm getting this comic. That yeah. would have been the end of that. My mom yeah. would have been like, get that trash out right. of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you sneak, in. Mm-hmm. you sneak this one in under everything else so your mom doesn't see it. Right. Yeah. Let's put this in between like a textbook from school or something. <laughs> You have your shirt yeah, tucked in, you put it you put it under your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I snuck comics in that way. Never. When I wasn't no. allowed to have never. Nope. Didn't do that. Oh man. So all right. Well, let's uh enter Werewolf by Night here. Uh this is a script uh, Marvelous Marv Wolfman. Uh, pencils Gene Colon, Inks Tom Palmer, 
Colors Linda Lessman and letters by John Costanza. And a little uh, blurb here just says, Jack and Topaz travel to Transylvania to investigate Jack's past. They end up entering Castle Dracula, which, uh, yes, they do. Uh, so we pick right up, you know, from uh, we're still on the train, basically. You know, we we talked about that, Scott, on our recording. You know, mm-hmm. they there was a big train scene and fight and all that crazy chaos that Al mentioned. You know, it was a there was a French guy, a German guy. They covered all the bases here. We had yeah. a Transylvanian, <laughs> you know, Americans. It was they they had everybody, <laughs> all the bases sure covered did. on that one. Um, Since this is the '70s, so it's not too long after World War II. If that was part of the fun for the writing for the team, is that we got a French guy protecting a German guy. <laughs> Right. Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe they intentionally did that. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Wolfman I mean, could have. Yeah, just, just something I thought of when I was listening today. It's like, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> and so we did what... get a, a minor, like what, one panel glimpse of uh, the characters we're about to see in the last issue. Yes, yep. they did. They did have a, a just one teeny tiny little interlude in that uh, issue of Tomb of Dracula, which showed, uh, you know, Topaz and Jack. But if they just were like, you know, don't worry about them. They're here. Don't worry about them. We'll, we'll yep. talk about that next issue. <laughs> but they wanted to just kind of throw them in there to, to get you primed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. But it, OK, so what about this splash page? This is really good here. What do you think, Al? Oh, this is like a movie poster, mm-hmm. even more so than the cover. This is like a movie poster. I mean, you got the the evil castle and like the ghostly images of the werewolf and the vampire actually fighting, not just leaping, but fighting with the vampire bat flying towards it. Oh, that's cool. I mean, the the way like Dracula looks like he's part, he's turning into the smoke too. Mm -hmm. He's turning into the clouds above the uh, castle. Yeah. And I love when uh, Marvel says, because you demanded it. So I guess <laughs> that's that's one of their big uh, sayings there, right, Scott? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, probably did. I'm sure yeah. they had the Dracula and the werewolf comment and people were like, come on. It's about time those two got together. Mm-hmm. They're only perfect. half a world away from each other. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> per- 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 perfect pairing for sure. So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we get a, an opening scene here of, you know, Jack and Topaz and and they're kind of uh, uh, there's a Boris Karloff reference here, which I love, by the way. And, they're just kind of recapping, you know, hey, there's, you know, you know, about taboo and what's been going on here. And <laughs> I like how Jack is uh, wearing slippers there in the uh, top bunk. <laughs> Where do yeah, you keep them? He looks very comfy. <laughs> he does in his pajamas <laughs> and his uh, slippers. There. <laughs> uh, I do. I did notice, though, it's a uh, it was different. You know, of course, you know, in the, the previous World by Night, you know, uh, Al, right. We had Plug. He had come back for a few issues there and. His Jack, I did notice, like, it did kind of hit me, and not the Gene Collins version of Jack and Topaz is bad or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but there there was a, a pretty noticeable difference in how Plug draws those two characters, especially Jack, I feel, compared to mm. Gene. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Gene's version is a little more um, Peter Parker-ish, I, I could say. Yeah, good. Yeah, good call. Yeah, the, the one mm. from uh, Werewolf, the Plug one, seems a little more... His... That Jack is a little more buff. He mm-hmm. also does look a little closer there to 18. Here he does look a little older. Like, I couldn't believe they were 20s. Yeah, for sure. I do want to say, too, that bottom panel on uh, that uh, second page there, not the splash page, but the second page, the way Topaz has her arm there just looks kind of funky. It bothers me. I don't know what, what it is about it, but it just looks weird. That does look awkward. 
Yeah, I'm just thinking to myself, put yourself in that position and try oh, to put your hand, like, uh, yeah. she's like brushing her hair aside or something. It just looks kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a really rare. Um, oh, you mean a kiss? And no, anatomical no. thing. To the left. Gene. He doesn't oh, usually that one. do that. Yeah, that doesn't look like her hand, except the fact that, I mean, that shouldn't be hers, it looks like. It looks like it's coming from the other side, from Jack, yeah. except <laughs> it has her nails. <laughs> yeah, the makeout the panel's great. That That panel looks really, really good. That's fantastic. That looks like right out of a romance comic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which you wouldn't normally think Gene Colan romance, but I'm sure he could right. have done that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Probably did. Back in the 50s, I'm sure he did whatever he could. Yeah, very well. Uh, could have possible. They, everybody was doing whatever they did to, you know, could to make a buck back then, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, the train, you know, we got a, an overshot, an overhead shot of the train here, which is super cool, pulling into uh, the station. But then uh, oh, here's our boy Dracula. He, uh, man. <laughs> I, I love when he just goes bananas talking to himself <laughs> and out loud talking to himself, raising his fist, yelling, uh, reveling in his, you know, insanity. It, these are like uh, my, one of my favorite things that, you know, Scott and I will uh, uh, talk about quite often uh, on. Our oh, it's entertaining as hell. I mean, he's yeah. very, you know, he and do he is like that doom ego. You mm -hmm. know, that's the only person that's worth talking to me. Yeah. He has contempt for pretty much anyone who isn't himself, and uh, he loves, I love it. Loves to talk. Loves to hear himself talk. Yeah. So who else is he going to talk to? Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love the bat talking there on that first panel. Uh, yeah. Home at last, he says after three long years, and I thought, holy crap, three years he hasn't been. I thought, wait a minute, something uh, seems a little odd here. So when Tua Dracula first started. He was in Transylvania in his castle, and they fought around there for the first couple of issues. And then they did yep. end up going to England, which I didn't realize three years had passed. Uh, that seemed a little much. Yeah, the timeline doesn't skew with me either. But again, as we say in several of these issues, just one of those things where I just kind of shrug my shoulders and go, eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want I mean, to three years? I guess it's been three years. <laughs> yeah, because well, there were some... See. April, because I think, wasn't it bi-monthly originally? So April 72 is the cover date for one. Mm -hmm. And this is 18. 74. March 74. So yeah, it's only been two years publication-wise anyway. Yeah, it just, and I mean, there were times in the issues where they, there was a bit of a time lapse. <clears throat> and yeah. it, it, they didn't necessarily say it's been a day, it's been a week, it's been a month. Because there was, there was some downtime where, you know, Dracula actually got killed by Blade and you know, there was a little bit of a, a time. Wasn't that frame. like a weekend? Yeah. It's right. just, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, I think right before that, before the, the issues with the, the, the bikers, when the bikers beat him up. <laughs> um, yeah, he was, was recuperating for a while. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing there were some weeks or maybe even a few months passing there that they just didn't say, hey, now it's, you know, fall yeah. instead of spring or something. But that just struck me as three years. Holy crap. Like, I didn't realize that much time was supposed to have taken place there. Yeah. yeah, that seems a little long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, say, he says he's tired of being hunted, attacked, and hounded. And uh, this is the land that spawned me. I'll, I'll cower before the sound of my voice. <laughs> so he's uh, he's pumping himself up here. He's giving himself a motivational speech. And then he looks at a, a portrait of himself when he was younger, before he was uh, vampirized there. And uh, he mm -hmm. does mention Dracula lives number four, which, you know, like we've said, uh, Scott and I are going to start going through those as well. So we'll 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 tie them in eventually. But yeah. for right for right now, it's just uh, oh, then he looks at a picture of his uh, hot wife, by the way. Holy crap. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I was like, geez, like, uh, no wonder why he misses her. He's like, yes, I miss my beloved Maria. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> it makes sense why he liked that one girl from the Dracula's magazine. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. She kind of looks like her. Yeah. Dracula and... has a, he has a type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, don't we all? Um, Explain but... some of his interest in Topaz in these two issues. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I can't wait to talk about that. He really gets uh, enamored with her and her powers and stuff like that. That was really, I, I really enjoyed that. But yeah. yeah, so he's he's going off here and, you know, basically says about her being uh, murdered by uh, <clears throat> self-righteous scum uh, who dared call themselves human. And then, wow. Okay, so it's three panels. It's just a very quick interlude here. But uh, one other thing that had happened uh, in the the last couple of issues of Tomb of Dracula as well was uh, Blade and the vampire hunters had been tracking down Dracula's uh, locations where he had coffins that, you know, because we're still under operating under the premise that, you know, he needs to be in a coffin every night with the uh, soil from Transylvania. I think that kind of gets pushed to the side uh, once in a while and maybe even permanently. They just kind of disregard the, something like that. But for the time being, that still needed to happen. So Quincy and his resources were able to, you know, locate them. Well, all but one, and uh, they were uh, destroying them, so they could kind of, you know, really uh, put the pressure on Dracula. But Blade uh, was there to destroy one of them, and Dracula came in there, and they had a quick little fight, and Dracula ended up uh, biting him and laying yeah. him there. Like we didn't know if he was dead, if he was, you know, they haven't come out quite yet and said he is a vampire, only that his mother was bitten by a vampire while she was having him. So it kind of left you on this, uh, you know, uh, cliff of what the heck's going to happen. But we got a, a quick little interlude here. Uh, Al, why don't you talk about that? Yeah, this is and this is one of the things I was saying, like this uh, about like the cast. Like I was into this, like I want to know what happens to Blade. But we're not worried about Lisa. You know, mm -hmm. but like the Blade stuff, I'm like concerned. Like, I, and plus, I'm trying to remember. I mean, like we know, obviously, going forward. Yeah, Blade's not dead. But I mean. Is this where like they start bringing that Daywalker stuff in? Is it does it go back this far? Because those you know, first few issues, he just seemed pretty normal, just really capable. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure how long it takes for them to get into that. I know issue 25 of Tomb of Dracula. That was one of, if not the first issue, single issue I'd ever bought of the series, which is uh, the first uh, appearance of Hannibal King. Yeah, and I know they go into uh, some more of that going forward from there. Uh, because him and Blade kind of do a buddy cop thing where the two of them go after uh, Deacon Frost eventually. And they get into more of, you know, Blade actually being a vampire. But like I said, more of a, a daywalker. They end up, you know, I don't know if that ever came out in the comics or that's yeah, something. I don't remember if that was first movies and then said, you know, term used in the movies. But I mean, I know before yeah. that time he did have that vampiric type thing because I did some ghostwriter reading recently, the 90 series, and I read oh, some yeah. of the Midnight Sun stuff, including Night some of like the first issue two of Night Stalker. So, you know, it's there then before the movies, but mm -hmm. I don't yeah, Night's call them calling him Daywalker. No, I don't either. But uh, just as an aside, uh, Night Stalkers is, is kind of fun. That's like kind of a fun little series. I, I, I've, I've gotten a little less excited about uh, comics, you know, in the 90s than I was when I started collecting comics uh, late 80s, early 90s. But uh, that's that is that was a fun series. I think there was a lot of cool stuff. I mean, we got a a Morbius uh, versus Hannibal King, you know, vampire on vampire fight in there. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, Quincy Harker comes upon Blade and he's like, oh, no, Dracula's killed him. And he pulls out his crazy little stake and he's getting ready to stake him and kill him. 
So I'm just like, holy crap. And again, it just switches away from that immediately. And uh, we jump to <laughs> one of the favorite, one of Scott and I's favorite things is, uh, you know, the, the hammer movie quality of the tomb of Dracula, where we get a pub scene at the boot yep. in. Uh, what do you, why don't you talk about this here? <laughs> Ye old boot in. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, Jack and Topaz come in, and you've got your quintessential kind of Bavarian-looking folks in here. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just want some rooms. And this guy's, what, busy lighting his pipe and hanging out with this uh, bar wench, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Which one's the Burgermeister? There's got to be a burger. (laughs) Yeah, it it might be him. (laughs) Well, I guess he's the innkeeper, but yeah. And, and so they're like, we'd like two rooms. And he's like, yes, yes. Ah, uh, the impatience of youth. <laughs> so, <laughs> hmm, okay. Um, but then right away we get, uh, even though we're in Transylvania, we get a uh, another, what, Cockney guy hanging mm-hmm. out in the bar? Yep. Typical <laughs> from, from earlier issues of Tomb of Dracula. And he sees uh, Topaz and he goes right for how many do you need? Oh, when they're as lovely as this bird, eh? <laughs> Come Goes, to Scratcher, birdie. Scratcher. They always have great <laughs> names, too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he just go. He just moves right in. And uh, Jack is kind of looking back like, hey, you need some help? And, and she says, no, Jack, I can handle him myself. But he comes in. I wanted to see her handle it, but no. So did Jack, I. Jack comes in and, and socks the guy, and and that's kind of that. But yeah, I was like, she says she can handle it, and then Jack steps in. I was a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she would could have mind whammy that guy. She could have done you know all sorts of crazy stuff to that guy. I would have loved to see that a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be more fun. I think it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he clobbers a old scratcher. And uh, they uh, go upstairs together, which uh, just as a quick aside, I think it's hilarious that, you know, I get it. It was 1974, but they wanted <clears throat> two separate rooms. I'm thinking uh, you were right. just on a train together doing whatever. Like, come on, man. well, they were in the different bunks. I mean, it's like a 1940s movie. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, eh, come on, man. Just, just, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking about that when I was reading it. I was like, ah, they probably wouldn't now. But then again, also. Topaz is very sheltered. I mean, she only lived with that one creepy guy, and we don't we we don't think you know as far as we can tell, nothing had happened yet with them. So mm-hmm. she might not you know be ready for that actually. Yeah, and just uh, as another quick aside here, we were talking about the crazy uh, bar scenes over in England. <clears throat> My favorite one, Scratchers Number Two. That's a fantastic <laughs> name, by the way. But yeah. uh. Corker was my favorite. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love these names and they all look like they all have that template. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, they they're eventually evolved into Bibbo from Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all horny. They're all horny sailors. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> but Corker and now Scratcher. And Scratcher. yeah, Scratcher's, yeah, Scratcher's pissed off that he got clobbered by this, you know, young buck here. And yep. we see, you know, they go up to their, go up to uh, a room. And Scratcher won't let it go. So he creeps up the stairs and opens the door and has a knife because he was going to you know, stab Jack. And wow, this is a really cool uh, panel here of Jack just completely turned yeah. into the werewolf here. What about that? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a sight you don't want to see when you open the door. I love his reaction. You get to his reaction first and then you see the werewolf. 
yeah. Yeah, that's a good choice to show his eyes wide open and sort of frozen in the doorway before you see the werewolf. Especially for somebody who is reading Truma Dracula but hasn't read Werewolf yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because this is our first glimpse of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this is the first time he's the werewolf. It's like, oh, especially since I'm reading this on Marvel Unlimited, so I get the panel by panel. So that look worked really well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. <clears throat> Marv's caption boxes here are great too, by the way. You've had yeah. too much to drink, Scratcher, Martin. But that doesn't stop you from wobbling up the creaking wooden staircase or entering through an easily unlocked doorway and facing your death. And <laughs> this is fantastic. In the past, you've seen pink elephants, dancing frogs, and even slobbering sea worms <laughs> while intoxicated. <laughs> now, listen, I've been, I've been three sheets to the wind, man, a lot when I was younger. And I never saw anything like that. Never. <laughs> well, you, you know, you well see, because you have not drank scratcher level. When you start, you know, you'll know you've gotten to scratcher level drunk when you start hearing, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. Yeah, I was just thinking, maybe somebody, maybe Scratcher does some drugs on the side, too. He's got some mushrooms and he uh, yeah. con- consumes while he's boozing. Something. <laughs> Holy crap. But yeah, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, great panel of Jack there, freaking out. And then uh, Scratcher, stay back, whatever you are. And he kind of takes a swipe at him, it looks like, with his uh, knife. But that doesn't scare uh, the werewolf in the least. And he just pounces on this guy. And he starts pounding the crap out of him. But I will admit to... And Al, again, this is something we've talked about a few times. It's, you know, they have the werewolf being like, you know, nasty and feral. And, you know, he kind of will just kill unless he's restrained or something, you know, kind of gets in the way of it. But they really don't play on any kind of like it's almost as if he's just as strong only as like an 18 year old kid. Not There's no sense of, you know, extra super kind of strength with him because Scratcher kicks him right in the puss and knocks him right off like. You know, he would anybody else. And Scratch is pretty tough, too. I mean, come on. He went through that railing onto the next floor and gets <laughs> yeah. up. And the table. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm dead. Just from that, Yeah, and his I'm next dead. move is to kick the werewolf. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with that, too. I think that, yeah, the werewolf should have, like, just torn his throat out on that first leap, you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah. you got to drop it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Scratcher heads out the door of Ye Old Boot Inn. And <laughs> I love that panel where he makes it just a few steps outside and uh, the werewolf comes blasting out. Like it almost looks like he's like full on Superman in flight. Yeah, that's beautiful. Took yeah. this crazy jump. That's a great panel. And the caption boxes here say that he kills this guy. Yep. Scratcher mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done. And then uh, we see just, you know, Topaz just tap him on the shoulder. And again, she's got these like, you know, mental, uh, empathic kind of crazy powers that she can just kind of calm him down just with, you know, a few words or a, a touch here. And he he does. And <laughs> I like how they just, you know, get up and kind of walk away arm in arm with yeah. poor old Scratcher <laughs> just dead like five feet away from him. I'm like, holy crap. Eh. It, I'm pretty sure this is not the first time Scratcher stabbed somebody. Well, well, I mean, he didn't stab anyone this time, but you know, stab somebody just because of some s- small slight or even imagined slight. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure Scratcher has a couple ki- couple kills racked up already. Yeah, and then I guess uh, Dracula was just uh, flying around in bat form looking for some victims here, and he comes upon Topaz and the werewolf. And I do think it's interesting that he just goes right, I guess he's so, like, 
in need of blood. And, you know, obviously, if you, you see, you know, some hairy dude and a good looking woman, he's going for the good looking woman, which is fine. But I think it was a little weird that he kind of acts like he doesn't even realize there's a werewolf with this chick. So I don't know. Is he that excited about the blood and the blonde hair or what? That's what I'm thinking, because, you know, he doesn't seem like you said, he doesn't even pay attention to the fact that, hey, she has a werewolf near her. Maybe especially from what we learn later on, maybe I shouldn't attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's strange. It really seems like he doesn't even see him or something. It's a little weird. I mean, they are in Transylvania. I mean, there could be like a werewolf on like every other corner, really. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just Transylvania, so it's possible there's shenanigans afoot every night there. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> but yeah, Dracula goes right at Topaz and he grabs her. And it almost looks like on the one panel that he's like hypnotizing her because she has this like look on her face like she's, well, getting hypnotized. But, uh, I guess maybe he's trying to do something like that, but she's using her power kind of, uh, as he puts it, probing into his mind, tearing into his brain. Stop, yeah. Dracula, command you. Stop it. And uh, so she's uh, showing that she's a pretty formidable uh, uh, opponent here, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Dracula was like backing off. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not used to being challenged that way. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. never he doesn't really face anyone with mental psychic abilities, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And then here comes the werewolf, right, Scott? <laughs> yeah. Another great panel. He just leaps on top of him. Um, looks really cool. And Dracula. Getting what we came for is the beginning yeah. of our monster fight. Well, a taste of it. Yeah, it's the prelude fight. Yeah. <laughs> and Dracula, what? Your creature dares attack? Very well, then, woman. If I can't strike at you. At least I can destroy this beast of yours. Back, wretched one, and feel the wrath of Dracula, <laughs> lord of evil and master of all, who tread the darkling domain. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, a clue. Maybe uh, Dracula just thought this was her dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your beast, he just calls him. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Creature <laughs> dares attack, yeah. So. <laughs> that's a great Dane, right? Yeah, that's what they look like. <laughs> they wear pants, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> It's a Jack Russell. Come on, man. <laughs> ah, that's right. Long breathe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, he he she tries to uh, he kind of looks towards her again. Uh, Dracula looks towards Topaz and it says uh, uh, it says uh, it, it calms the anger that brews in Dracula's heart. So she's even like proving that she can like uh, almost tame him as well, which is kind of wild. Like I get the whole werewolf by night Jack Russell thing because he's a a very, you know, young, new uh, werewolf, you know, so maybe, you know, she can kind of, like, calm him easier. But here, Dracula's, he's seen some stuff, man. He's been around for, like, 500 years, but she's even able to kind of make him pause, and he changes into bat form there and flies off. I love that panel, too. Yeah. Right, he's like, I'm out of here. Yep. This is this is not fun. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. unsettling for him. I don't think, I think he really, really doesn't like whatever she's doing to him. Mm-hmm. But there's some poor chick challenged. Yeah, some poor, poor chick only a block away. And uh, she doesn't she ends up uh, paying for uh, the crimes of uh, Jack and Topaz. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. So she gets bitten. And then, you know, we do a a quick little uh, 20 hours later. So a little time does pass here. And we see that uh, Jack and Topaz have made their way to his ancestral home. And this is kind of interesting. Um, So. His ancestral home, we're going to find out, is very close to Castle Dracula. And there's, you know, some backstory between that stuff as well. And 
Uh, he's reading uh, in a book here, and he says, uh, I really want something, anything, to fill in the many pieces that are misplaced in my life. I know some things, small details, some answers, but there are still so many more questions. And he says, I remember my father, a gentleman. And we go into a flashback here that, you know, shows like a bit of a, his origin as a, a baby, you know, here and, and his father and mother, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of funny that they're, they're they, I mean, they live so close to each other. I mean, you think he'd recognize them or something, Dracula would recognize or something. I mean, make their neighbors. I mean, makes you wonder which one's the wacky neighbor, Dracula the wacky neighbor or the werewolf the wacky neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> they both probably think they're not the wacky neighbor but they're both wacky right? <laughs> there's some other guy lives in between them going oh god these idiots <laughs> <laughs> there's some normie there that's like oh yeah no, not not them again <laughs> i i do like the uh, dialogue here by the way uh jack's father says uh ah jacob you're a big lad eh? big like your father bright like your mother and i'm thinking big like your father unless he's like literally a week old that's not very big yeah <laughs> i'm just like uh, i right. don't know dude uh, <laughs> i like his little socks though his little socks are great <laughs> there uh, and then we get the werewolf very small though yeah yeah he's got a big mop of hair already though too uh, maybe that right. was a, a, some uh foretelling there <laughs> yeah but yeah so he goes uh i remember the night i remember my mother telling me of the night my father died and then we see you know the 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 torch wielding pitchfork wielding and apparently uh shotgun wielding villagers here and there's something in the shadows it moved werewolf and a guy starts blasting him but i thought if they're not silver uh did they kill him really but if he does say and my father died the silver bullet piercing his heart so really neat little interlude there right oh yeah we get well yeah i get the little origin story here it makes sense if we put it in dracula because we've already seen that once or twice in werewolf so Mm -hmm. We're giving all the Dracula people everyone everything they need. Mm -hmm. What about Scott? Yeah, it was cool because um, I actually I didn't know if they have already covered this. Like I said, I haven't read the werewolves in years, so I didn't know this or didn't remember it. Um, and it's a cool little, uh, you know, it's succinct. You get what you need to know, and it looks cool as always. Gene just killing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I'm a little hazy on this next part here. So uh, they find a book or Topaz finds a book uh, labeled Diary, <laughs> which I found hilarious. <laughs> and it's got a, a padlock and this like metal arm across it to stop people from opening it. And Jack says, I definitely want to read it. Perhaps I can crack the lock. It must be half crumbling with age anyhow. And <laughs> it, by the by the picture here, it looks like all he does is like pull like the i'm trying to think it, it's not called a bookmark but i'm trying to think of what that's called in a book where it has that uh oh that that that's just like not a string but almost like sometimes like a silk type thing going up through it for you to keep your page but it, basically yeah. a bookmark he yeah holds that on a book in his hands and it somehow makes a secret <laughs> passage open what how how does this can can anyone please explain that to me <laughs> Uh, I was hoping we were going to just skip over that part. <laughs> I was promised no math. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just like, what? It makes no sense at all, but... Oh, well, no. I can explain it. It works because it does. Because <laughs> <laughs> Marv said so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I get the... I sort of get the concept that there's something, you know, the diary has, like, you know, it's locked, but also it has, like, it's also has a secondary purpose. 
but it doesn't make sense of like, well, how does this work? I mean, especially if you're going by, well, this is like early 70s. So this had to be done in the 50s or even the 40s. How like it's one thing if like the book's connected by a wire. And when you mm-hmm. pull the book out enough, you know, it releases right. that. That I can get, but it's just on the book itself. It's like, yeah. what, what is it? I have like Tony Stark transistors in there? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, Jack. I love Jack. Bingo. Somehow my father must have rigged up a system for opening this passage by pulling the tab. And I thought, yep, that's about as good as explanation as any. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or hey, remember, remember that one book that was in early issues that his father had, The Dark Hold. Yeah, maybe he learned something. I don't know. It's a magic thing. It's fantastic. So it's it's like okay, <laughs> that, that's 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 good enough for me, pal. So that's all we need to know. Let's yes. let's go in now. <laughs> so this I found this to be really wild. I like it though. But they go in through this secret passageway, and it leads to this. Uh, I'm not sure what how you would explain this because they they walk through this passageway and then there's like this opening that looks like it's on the side of like maybe a hill or something and it's all rocky yeah. and it like has a cave yeah, yeah like a cave and it's got a direct line of sight to Castle Dracula and then there's also uh, a, a telescope there too like his his father was being a creep he was creeping on Dracula <laughs> maybe That's Dracula's wife Maria yeah, you know yeah hey. <laughs> I think she was long dead, but uh, yeah, that, that's a. What do you think of that panel there, uh, Al? That's a pretty good panel, right? I mean, that's a cool looking panel, but it's just very weird concept. It's like, I mean, there's nothing there. It's not like it was a hidden study with like a the telescope in the window or something. I mean, it's pretty open. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dracula could literally look out his window and be like, "Hey, there's a big hole there, and some <laughs> dude looking at me with a telescope. I'm gonna kill that guy." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really can't excuse it. I mean, I've been rewatching Smallville. At least Clark Kent can kind of excuse the telescope he has in his barn. It kind of looks at Lana's house. No, look yeah, at the yeah. stars. See, stars right over there. Yeah. But like here, it's like there's the cave. It's kind of like hard to see. It's like ah, oh, right, look at it, right at your house. Hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, like you said, it's a huge opening. Like literally three, four people, maybe five people could be like arm in arm, locked together, and walk through the opening. It's that Easily. huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> that is. So I don't know. Maybe Marv was going for something and Gene, you know, didn't completely get it. I, I don't know. Cause that's like, yeah, you, you literally, again, you could be at Castle Dracula right now. And if it's night, you would easily see that candle and those people there and be like, what are these fools doing? And Dracula, yeah. he wouldn't be okay with people just spying on him. <laughs> yeah. I would think no. not. Mm, but we speaking of Dracula, we uh, go back to him and uh, he's uh, back at his uh, his home here and he has two coffins and a pile of dirt. It looks like in his living room um, and it looks really messy. But he uh, <laughs> he says one day more I, and I may return to that dreaded country, meaning England. And it says uh, uh, by Roy here, Dracula's coffins were destroyed by Quincy Harker's vampire hunters, which we talked about earlier. And what about this uh, skinny panel here of Dracula? He looks really creepy there. Yeah, that's good. He looks very inhuman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And very and it, Vincent Price right there. Yeah, yeah he's going, he does, actually. Yeah, And he's going ape again about how he's not going to take... He's, he's mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. Uh, <laughs> he says, I'll not return to live beneath a cemetery grounds, for that is not the way of Dracula. I am a count, a prince, and as such, dignity must be mine. Thus this day I do swear, Dracula shall hide no more. Flee again from no mortal man, and if any human dares do battle with me, then it shall be me 
who must run, he who must run until the heavens themselves weep with pity for his dying soul. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's oh, he's boy. going on he he's going off the rails again. Pontificating here. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, here we go. The old boot in. So as if that action earlier wasn't enough with Scratcher and a werewolf uh, death, we 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 go back to the uh, the the inn here and. Uh, there's some captions, and it says, Once there were legends of Dracula's rage, for it was said that on nights he screamed at the heavens. His voice could be heard the world over, roaring with his with the crackling shards of lightning and thunder. And wherever that mocking howl is heard, the hearts and souls of humans would freeze for a chilling moment in the night's cold, cruel wind. And there's uh, the the barmaid, uh, the burgomaster, or barkeep, whatever, and then some other... Alky that looks like he's ready to pass out. His <laughs> he does look his, gone. His his eyes are barely open. <laughs> like, but I love Noise? how li- literally, literally, just the night before, a werewolf killed a patron right outside the door, and they had a brawl in the middle of this place. But everybody's like, "All right, it's time to open." It's like, "Cheers, yeah. open her up." Hey, oh, what are they gonna do? Not get, not drink? It's like where are the like where are the cops? This is like a crime scene. Like, come on, uh, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rural yeah. Transylvania, though. Maybe there aren't cops, I guess. I don't know. Right. Probably not. There's a, probably mm-hmm. a lot of murder going on in there. So, you know I know. What? <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of that for you. That guy in the back that's looking confused and drunk. That's the cop. That's that's the cop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can't take it anymore. <laughs> He's just going to start drinking. He can't take it anymore. <laughs> Uh, I look, can't find a werewolf. Oh well, done. Not yeah, a, here. I don't see a werewolf or a dead guy. I'm good. I'm gonna get you. Yeah. yeah, awesome. But Dracula, he's he's all about how he's going back to London to reclaim that birthright that is mine. And he goes, but ah, I see those two young fools from the village have followed me, and we see uh, you know Jack and Topaz. They uh, you know that you know hey, there's Castle Dracula. Let's go check it out and. You know, he uh, goes on here about how he was, you know, really intrigued with Topaz and especially her power and this and that. So uh, a really cool panel, a close up on his face. Again, looks great with a little. Uh, oh, that's so creepy. Looks so demonic there. Yeah. yeah. Moonlight shimmering off his teeth. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And then uh, here's one of Scott's favorite things in the world where Dracula turns into a bat. Oh, this looks great. Nobody does it like Gene. Yeah, that's another <laughs> good one. Look at him leaping off the parapet of the castle. That there. is so cool. Just like, yeah. Mm. I like how it's red. Yeah, yeah. It just it looks like a devil. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of like giant. Like Dracula seems to be able to control his bat shapes. Sometimes he's literally a bat, but other times he's almost like this demon thing, which is what he is here. He's big enough to pick Topaz up, you know, and carry her off. So, mm-hmm. yep, he carries her off right to the castle. And uh, Jack here, it doesn't say he it can control it yet, but he does almost immediately, you know, change into the werewolf here, right, and go uh, go into the castle. Then, well, the the moon conveniently came out then. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, <laughs> and this is great. So Dracula, <laughs> he has Topaz inside, and he says. There is nothing I can do, or she says, there is nothing I can do for you, Dracula. Even I cannot explain my powers. So I like how she's like in the face of Dracula here. And she's and just like still in super her pockets. Calm. Yeah, she's super calm. And he goes, Yeah, you she's knew. a cool customer. <laughs> she's a BA. Yeah. She, and he goes, You knew what I was about to ask. Interesting. Then you also know what I shall do with you. 
should you fail to do as I command. And she doesn't look all that scared. No. no she she knows <laughs> she, she probably knows where Jack is. Mm-hmm. Well, he, it, she it, knows he's coming. He'll be here in about two minutes. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of Jack, uh, in through uh, the window here, it looks like he comes in. That's a really good panel there, isn't it? Yeah, that's also awesome. Oh, yeah. Takes Dracula by surprise. He's kind of mid-turn, and the werewolf's just looming up above him. Yeah, and how Gene did this is interesting to me. So, on one hand, I like how he did this, but I don't know about the execution here. And again, I... I, I will never pick on Gene. He's my favorite artist of all time. But I, I they, he did two back-to-back pages. On each one, there are three vertical panels of them fighting back and forth. And it just seems like, and I, I don't know, maybe it's a it was Tom Palmer inking. It just, something seems a little off here on, like, the, the, the figure work to me. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I the, the werewolf. Sorry, go on. Oh, I, was, I would agree a little bit with that it is it's an odd choice it looks a little strange the it might be that the inking the inking looks a little hurried or something i don't know it's a little looks very looks very heavy compared to what palmer had been doing yeah it's a thick line especially yeah. on the werewolf mm-hmm. yeah it's thick it's very thick and the the dracula looks a little off yeah like just, the werewolf looks fine looks still fine the thinking game, but like the dracula it just seems a little weird maybe they were in a hurry to get this one out i don't know maybe they were on a deadline and it was just uh, it, it was a, they needed to do a quicker job you know but it's just it's just i, I like the concept here because when you look at you know i'm looking at it through the trade here i have mm-hmm. the singles but my single of this one is really beat it's in rough shape <laughs> so i'm just looking at it in the trade and when you're looking at these two pages Next to each other, I again, I like the concept and what he was going for here. Show like, you know, there's there's the shadows on top and the two uh, monsters fighting below, which is great. Yeah. But it just, yeah, it just looks a little hurried, a little, a little not like what we've seen up until this point from yeah. uh, uh, Gene and Tom. I, I don't know. Again, that might be it. We are it nearing the end, so maybe they were in a hurry to just get this done. Yeah, it didn't take me out of it or anything like that. I was just very slightly disappointed with it a little bit but just again yeah. based off of what we've seen so far but yeah you know uh the, the, the that's that's where we're heading here like the, the two of them are full-on brawl here but then topaz on this very last page tries to kind of get involved and she says stay away from him dracula i do not want to use my power but if you try to harm him i promise you i will and <laughs> dracula d- yeah either do uh. something or shut up around Dracula, because if you yeah. Yeah, like if you <laughs> say you're going to do something, you're already too late. He says, you threaten Dracula, woman. You truly realize the folly of your attempt, but no matter, for you'll not have time to do anything, not while you're sprawled unconscious at my feet. And he pimp slaps her, and you know we don't see where she ends up right here on this page, but she gets knocked down. And yep. great, great last panel here of uh, Dracula about to pounce on uh, the werewolf right now. Oh, that is awesome. I love the spittle coming out of his mouth. That is a nice <laughs> touch. No, no, that's the mistake she made. She got too close. She got mm-hmm. within arm's reach, and he was able to just backhand her. If she stayed far, if she stayed back, she probably could have done some, you know, stopped him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. She she needs to use her, like, a ranged attack here. Because, yeah, if you get in close with him, you, you're going to get slapped. It's it's We've yeah. seen it <laughs> many, yeah, many times. But, yeah, he loves that backhand. He's, he mm-hmm. uses that a lot. 
Mm-hmm. But, but you were right. Yeah, don't tell him. Don't be like Rachel. Don't say, I'm going to shoot you with an arrow now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a drinking game we play while we record. Every time yep. she uh, makes a threat and it doesn't come through or shoots and he disappears, <laughs> we just take a drink. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But, yeah, really, uh, a really cool uh, uh, text box here, uh, Scott, uh, to take us into the next one, right? Oh, yeah. Continued in Werewolf by Night number 15, where we learn the origin of the werewolf and the conclusion of the most senses shattering battle of them all. Mm. Yeah, and then senses shattering. They love to use that phrase. Yeah, hyper- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I love I love hyperbole, even if it doesn't come true. I, I still love it. <laughs> but yeah, I still yeah, have then... my senses, unfortunately, but whatever. Yeah, oh, I never uh, had it, so I'm not worried. I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. What if you already don't have any sense? Then what? Then what? <laughs> does, does it just fall flat or what? <laughs> Maybe it'll shatter them back into you. I don't know. Hey, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's it for that one. I do like. There's a little tiny blurb too to get you ready for the next issue of Tomb of Dracula, Snowbound in Hell. So yeah. that's 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 pretty awesome, right? <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we're going to jump to Werewolf by Night number 15. So, pretty good issue overall, though, right, uh, guys? Both of you guys agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I no, think it's a really good setup. Yeah, no, it was a great part one. Like, like, we, like I said before, I mean, the only disappointment is the lack of the Tomb of Dracula hunters. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is about Dracula. So, at least, you know, it's not like it's... It just feels weird because it's just Dracula and Jack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They they really put the focus on those two characters here and kind of just, you know, pushed everybody else out of the way, except for a little bit of Topaz here, which and then we will get a little bit of uh, Rachel and Frank in this issue, which I thought that was interesting how they kind of switched up the uh, the co-stars with the two different issues here. They kind of, you know, had mm-hmm. a, a lot of Topaz and uh, obviously Jack was going to be in this one, too, in the Tomb of Dracula. But we're going to switch to Werewolf by Night 15 here. And that one has a. Uh, you know, we see uh, Frank and Rachel in this one a little bit more, which, you know, again, it's not their title. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I think I think that was a good choice. Yeah, probably was sales wise. You know, if we put I the agree. werewolf and his, you know, in Topaz and mostly in Dracula, hopefully we'll get the those people to pick that up. And and werewolf besides Dracula, let's also put some of the hunt, you know, Frank and Rachel. Hey, you know, the ones who kind of look like Jack and Topaz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yep. mean, in fact, when they first went into the, the inn before they said anything, I thought that was Frank and Rachel. Mm, okay. The mm-hmm. first like panel, I thought that was Frank and Rachel at first. Yeah, they're very similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except I will say Jack, even at 18 years old, is way smarter and way cooler than Frank. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Frank Frank is literally the guy that they wrote that song Lonesome Loser about. <laughs> That's like his theme song when he comes on. I just always hear, like, have you heard about that's Frank? <laughs> that's true. But at least he's, he's there. He's trying. He's not like yep. he doesn't run. No, 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 no. He, he's he, he, he's not afraid. He just takes his beatings. He takes his beatings like a man. I like that about Frank. That's his one redeeming <laughs> quality. But all right. So uh, Werewolf by Night 15. Again, cover dated. Same. March 1974. Uh, and this one, of course, you know, we just uh, talked earlier about how Mike Plug had been gone for a few issues, but now he's uh, back on Werewolf by Night for, I think, the last three issues in a row, including this one. So Mike Plug uh, cover here. So uh, you had mentioned Mike Plug, uh, Scott. Uh, what do you think of this one? Dude, I love this cover so much. 
It's so awesome. It's so gothic and horror. You know, it's got man, the werewolf looks badass. I my favorite Dracula is Gene Colan's Dracula, but Plug does a great Dracula on this cover. He looks yeah. animalistic. He looks pissed. And they're fighting on on a castle on top of this uh, uh, gargoyle. And mm-hmm. the choice of color is really cool. It's this sort of slimy green. And, of course, you got to have the full moon with the werewolf and everything. <laughs> of yeah. course. Um, in the background, the color, everything about this. I freaking love this cover so much. And I love the stuff that Plug exaggerates. So he's not doing things randomly. Like on Dracula, everything seems more or less normal, but that hand yeah. is big. Yeah. And like the werewolf, it's that one arm that's reached back and like the foot. The and I'm foot, looking at this, yeah. I'm going, this reminds me, this looks like, you know, or like this could have been like influences on people like Humberto Ramos. Mm, yeah, okay. You know, Art Adams, yeah, that like kind it, of style. Like, like sure. exaggerated body parts and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, like this looks yeah. like a little like the work that they, you know, might have influenced them before, you know, in their style. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. Yeah, this it's... covers a nine out of ten for me. Just the only thing that, and the more I look at it, the more it makes me crazy is Jack's uh, <laughs> left left foot there. I said, what is going on there? His foot looks like <laughs> the way it's turned. It just looks kind of. It looks like he has a club for a foot. It's just really. <laughs> it, it's funny also. Cause it's cool because like the werewolf seems. <laughs> More inhuman because it is not human. It's like the werewolf seems more inhuman than Dracula, even because Dracula yeah. still looks like a person, more or less. Yeah, yeah. And again, Dracula's got a bit of a Vincent Price thing going on. I oh, think. definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love his everything about Dracula. Look, just the detail on his face and hair, and like mm-hmm. you pointed out, Al, his hand there. It just looks really creepy. And the werewolf man, I like how he looks jacked up. Man, he looks yeah, like he's been hitting <laughs> in the weight room here and. His hand with the claws. He did, oh, not great. Skip, he did not skip chest and back day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he looks great there. I I really love this cover too. It's like I said, it's a it's a nine out of ten for me. I really, oh, yeah. really love this cover. Yeah. So wonderful. all right. Well, let's jump inside here. So again, uh, at the time, uh Marvelous Marv Wolfman was also writing Werewolf by Night as well. So he is our uh, scripter here. So that worked out pretty good with this crossover. And then uh, pencils Mike Plug. Inks, Frank Chiaramonte, colors, Petra Goldberg, letters, John Costanza. And uh, the synopsis just reads, uh, Flashback reveals how Baron Rusoff became a werewolf and began the curse on his family. In the present, Dracula attacks Jack and Topaz to retrieve a book that belonged to the Baron. But, uh, all right, let's just jump right into this splash page here. So, uh, actually, these first two pages are just mind-blowing to me. So, why don't you uh, lead off here, Scott, with these uh, first two pages? Okay, well, we start right where we left off we're in full-blown monster fight and uh and it's good and again um on the first page the big uh half panel half page panel dracula coming in to bite the werewolf's neck and again i guess that i don't know it's saliva but it's kind of pink so maybe (laughs) (laughs) i don't not sure what's going on there but dracula's just i love when dracula's depicted so animalistic like that and um it's really cool and then the splash page is great where they're just fighting on this uh balcony of the castle um it's a little strange to see the characters we've been following 
um, for so long now drawn by a different person as much as I love Plug. So it took me a minute to get used to Dracula looking a little different. Um, mm. But it really only took a minute and then I was in into it. This is beautiful. But yeah, fierce monster battle right off the bat. What about it, Al? Oh, no, definitely. I love this fight. I mean, it's close enough to what happened before because that's something that can get frustrating in these crossovers where you see the ending and then they continue on from there, but everything's different. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a different perspective slightly. I mean, the werewolf's behind him. You know, he's behind the werewolf instead of coming at his face, but it's close enough to what actually happened that it actually works well enough at least. Mm-hmm. But I love the look of that werewolf's face looking and giving Dracula the side eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he isn't, you know, dog. He looks like my dog when I'm trying to get him to get off the couch. I could take him out back before bed. And he's like, give me that look like, but I'm comfortable. (laughs) He's like, leave me alone, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I think that that is one of my favorite panels uh, where Dracula's trying to put the bite on the werewolf. That is literally one of my favorite all time panels. And definitely, you know, when you just break it down by genre horror, like I just that panel has stuck in my head. I've, I've seen it probably on like heritage auctions or somewhere site. I I've seen the, uh, the original uh, artwork go up for sale for that page. And I was just like, Oh God, man, if I had, if I had the money, Oh man, man. I would love to have that. Oh God. There's so many pages. I would love to have. (laughs) Well, even when you flip to the third page there, then too, these again, uh, this time it's, you know, Plug instead of Colin, but Plug and Chiaramonte did like these three vertical panels where, you know, we have, uh, you know, uh, Jack here, uh, the werewolf. He's kind of growling at the bottom, and Dracula's at the top, and uh, he's like, you made a mistake in attacking me, beast, and it shall not be a mistake. You'll soon forget. But then, uh, it, you know, I guess Topaz kind of woke up here maybe and is using her powers to mentally attack Dracula, but we don't see her, but he just makes mention that something is, uh, you know, kind of kind of at his uh, his brain here, but... We don't even yeah. see her like they don't even show like a, a quick little panel of her nothing. So I thought that was a little strange, but it looks great. But it's cool because we just see, I mean, we barely even see the werewolf in there. We just see the Dracula and it gets closer and closer on his face as he gets more pissed off by this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really cool. Especially that third panel. That's like really zoomed in on his face and his oh, hand is, there. Oh, God. He is angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how Jack tries to pick him up and uh, chuck him off the the top of the castle here but you know dracula is no uh you know rookie so he literally goes five feet down and just oh here we go transformation scene right scott (laughs) (laughs) yeah we get uh someone else's take on it it's not quite as cool as jeans but it's pretty cool and uh this bat looks really demonic and he doesn't he chooses to uh live to fight another day or unlive to fight another day (laughs) (laughs) And he, and so he doesn't go back to the werewolf. He he takes a little break because uh, there's a a lass taking a walk through the woods. And he uh, how do they put it? He the nourishment he so desperately required. So Dracula's getting a little low on energy. He's got to fuel up. And then mm-hmm. we get this panel where he's swooping in. And oh, man, God. that looks ranged. I don't know That's what's creepy. Going there. Oh, that is. That's, yeah, yeah no. it's one of the creepiest panels of. Any of these comics we've covered so far. The, I don't the even know how to talking? Yeah. 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 I mean, you don't really see... Usually, like you said before, like he don't, turns into this giant bat sometimes to grab people. 
but it's usually like the other parts. It's just a giant bat. It's this is like a bat with a human face. Yeah, it's really disturbing. <laughs> and he has like the one. It's it's like the hair is horns, but one's coming out of the skin, and the other's like the hair. Yeah, it's mm. very bizarre. Do you know what yeah, I mean? like it's the, like crazy. they're not just horns under the hair or horns on the front of the face. Like one's on one on one part back further. It's so. That's an interesting, definitely design. Yeah. 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 That one really freaked me out. I was like, "Wow, this is crazy! Like, what are they doing here?" <laughs> yeah, I like it though. Uh, yeah, I it do is. too. Although oh, there's yeah, another, cool. there, there, we're we're about to see another scene that even like wigs me out even more because I think, man, this, this might actually be able to happen in like real life. This is crazy. <laughs> um. So they they you know we we see then there's Topaz you know she makes her appearance and. She kind of says, like, hey, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, hold him back again, meaning Dracula, because, you know, he's like really, really, you know, powerful. And of course, she's basically having a one sided conversation here because the werewolf can't talk. So she kind of just goes on and says that, you know, from fighting with him mentally, she's physically drained that he's kind of going to be on his own. But uh, we got a really good panel here at the bottom of that page uh, where it shows uh, the castle. And then we see a uh, <laughs> a helicopter here, and we see uh, there it is, honey, Castle Dracula, just half a mile <laughs> west of McDonald's. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, here we, oh boy, Frank's here, yay! <laughs> yeah, there's so, some yeah. Frank dialogue in, in coming up that as I'm definitely gonna pick on. <laughs> yeah, he sometimes he is just like such a goon, but. They somehow <laughs> rented a, a chopper to uh, come to uh, Castle Dracula here. They're, they're tracking him down, but they don't even, you know, they, they barely get within sight of it. And there's Dracula. He's he's just flying around in bat form, and he yeah. comes into the cockpit and attacks Frank. <laughs> so what in the world? <laughs> yeah, he just Speak wraps up. himself around his head. Yeah, it's crazy. It I was reminds like, me of, uh, have you ever seen that, that old um, Basil Wolverton? Oh, yeah, strip? yeah, yeah. The, the brain bats of Venus or something like <laughs> oh, that? Oh, I think I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. That's what this it's looks crazy. like. It's probably more appropriate mm-hmm. than my thinking of The Great Outdoors. With John Candy <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> oh, my God, bats. yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, he's he's like yeah, like kind of like sitting on Frank's head here, which is really bizarre looking. And he, oh no, it's 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 digging into my head, and Frank starts wigging out. But I guess Dracula and that's just all wanted, he does. Yeah, he just wanted to like torture him, and like the little bat face is like right by his <laughs> eye there too. <laughs> he just wanted to harass him. To be uh, fair, I'd be also, freaked out if a bat flew in and like jumped on my head and started scratching yeah, at me. I'd be freaked out. That's true. I think it's also funny that they see a bat and they just think instantly, oh, it's Dracula. There are no just bats in this comic. <laughs> no, no, no. Apparently Always not. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's anytime they see a bat, especially if they're in Transylvania, it's definitely yeah. Dracula. <laughs> he probably killed in Transylvania. Yeah, he probably yeah. killed all the other bats because he didn't yeah. want anybody trying to like emulate him. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. But yep. Uh, so they're going to set the chopper down. And uh, back to uh, Jack and uh, Topaz here. And uh, we got a little bit of a scene here where I thought, you know, they're going to like, you know, start making out. I'm like, oh, they're going to jump in the sack together here. Like, what's going on? But nope, Jack, he, he wants to uh, open this book. He's He's got to get in this book that has the padlock. 
he, he's got to get in there. He's, he's like, okay, I'm going to pull that uh, the thread again or whatever, you know, the bookmark again and open this secret door. So, and he, now we get in the dialogue though. Now he, there, he says it somehow electronically opens the tower door to the library. So this thing's like multiple, got multiple he, uses. He's guessing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's using some kind of a pseudoscience here to explain it. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, they talk about it and, you know, they, they do say about uh, uh, she Topaz does say, hey, Tabu taught me to funnel my powers to do almost anything I needed. Then perhaps. So she uses her powers to then somehow open the book here, which is kind of crazy. Break the lock yeah. off. Yeah, and she she does, and we we get to find out that this diary, it's almost like a, uh, uh, not a copy, but like a a version of the the Darkhold. I think they kind of say, don't they? It's got some uh, of the same stuff going on in it. I think. I, I mean, he does. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they say there's stuff in there because that's why Dracula wants it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean they they All do right. they do talk to about you know we see a guy here and it's a. Uh, I think isn't that supposed to be uh, the Baron? And uh, it says yeah. uh, his great 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 grandfather. Yeah. yeah, Baron Rusoff, and the guy says, uh, "I'm sorry, your wife. She has been slain by the vampire." And he says, "Louisa killed by Dracula." <laughs> He's got yeah. this giant stake, and he goes <laughs> and he he does kill Dracula. He stakes Dracula, right? Okay, Baron Rusoff is the first one of the for only smart people in any vampire movies because. They everyone does what Jack and Topaz did before. Hey, there's Dracula's castle. It's nighttime. Let's go there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, you go when he's sleeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You and don't he... go during the morning. You don't go at night. You go at nine a.m. You don't mm-hmm. wait till four or five. Right. I like. I like how he he says, "You sleep in comfort, do you, Dracula? Then sleep tightly, dark beast, for you shall never awaken again." And he does. You know. Kill him, puts the stake yeah. in him. He doesn't cut the head off though. So, uh, but he, he does take the coffin and chucks it into the river. <laughs> so, you know, at some point, I want to know if they have like a timeline for Dracula, especially like how when he gets killed, because this is 1795. So he's killed then. So, like, you're like, I want to, because I'm seeing these things. It's like, because like I thought from Tomb of Dracula 1 that he would have been dead for a while. Like, I thought 50 years, 40 years, but apparently it's been what, three? You know, he died, you know, he died and came back into, you know, three years before. So it's like, I want to, there need, I need to see a timeline at some point of like when Dracula is killed and comes back every time. Yeah. We've I, had a few sketchy uh, timeline issues with how long Dracula has been around that we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 60 because a hundred years before he was still alive, obviously, because he was in that uh, yeah. Dracula lives one in. Uh, yeah. In Salem, in Salem, when he goes to Salem. Right. Mm-hmm. And then some Scottish guy killed him. And I think yeah. that if I'm That's not the mistaken, one, yeah, yeah if, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Scottish guy killed him in the, his own castle. And that is where he stayed until uh, uh, Clifton. Ja- uh, Clifton Graves. And yeah, yeah that was like, yeah, like 69. So that's only like three years before the first issue. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. that's where I, I was puzzled when we came on. on the, that <laughs> part. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I thought Dracula had been dead for good 50 100 years or something no like three (laughs) i thought maybe like that was where he had been since the novel right Mm -hmm. but yeah he's sort of getting killed and coming back i mean he should be too annoyed about being killed he gets killed like every other week it seems like 
Mm-hmm. Well, he does say, too, he goes, I encased him in a coffin lined with balls of garlic and threw him over the balcony edge to the cold Danube waters below. And then, and though revenge had been mine, I was still not satisfied. Enraged with the anger that had welled within me, I smashed my way through his valuables, destroying whatever heritage he could have claimed as his. And then he says he heard a muffled cry, and he goes into another room, and there's a woman there. And she says her name is Lydia. And uh, she says, Dracula, who placed me here after he murdered my father and mother. And uh, Rusoff says, damn devil. He deserved a death more horrible than he received. How long have you been here, girl? One month, sir. And kept alive only as long as my blood pleased him. Each night he would come to me, and each night his horrible fangs would drain the blood from my neck. So I'm thinking to myself, um, dude, wouldn't shouldn't you probably stake her? I'm I'm just saying. But, right, and you can see the fang bite on her neck. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah, but instead he's gonna like take her in as his you know ward. He's pulling a Batman here or whatever, <laughs> and. They go walking out into the night together, and there's a full moon, and we see that Lydia oh, yeah. is a werewolf. So, no! yeah, he's in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he gets you know attacked here by this werewolf and sank her fangs into my neck, and I'm thinking, yeah, but that's not really how it's supposed to work with a werewolf, is it? Like, I don't know. No, well, not it's unless not... they tear the throat all the way out. Yeah, they generally don't bite you in the neck like a vampire, but yeah, I mean, the werewolf thing is, if you survive the bite, you become a werewolf. Yeah, it says, her saliva mixed with my sweat and blood, and from that moment on, I was cursed. So you gotta get the sweat in there, too. If it was just blood, forget it. It's not gonna work. (laughs) He needs sweat there, apparently, too, but he's he's reading, Jack's reading, and says, you know, how he became a mindless, rampaging werewolf, and there's more topaz, even enough to read some other time, but not now. And he goes, but why did Dracula keep a werewolf locked away? What could he fear from it? The diary said Dracula could not control the beast as he was able to control others. So then that's something that's at play here as well. You know, it's going to be a a monster on monster fight because he can't uh, control, you know, mentally do anything to a werewolf. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, but it does make it a little weird that Dracula would attack Topaz that first night. When she is a werewolf, when he can't control werewolves. Mm-hmm. I mean, he must have been starving. That's something I can think of, because otherwise yeah. it's like, uh, just go another block. You'll find somebody else who's walking around. You'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, and he literally did after that confrontation. Yeah, right. <laughs> he went yeah. like two blocks in the other direction. There's just some <laughs> rando woman like walking yeah. around. Oh, I think I'll but bite her. I will give credit. I mean, this big crossover does give us something. We, we now know the origin of Jack's werewolf curse. Not just, you know, I mean, we knew it came from his father, but we know where it started. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. connected to Dracula, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, this is great yeah. stuff. I love it that when they, cool. they, they show <laughs> that kind of stuff. But okay, uh, so maybe, Scott, try to enlighten me here. So now, <laughs> Dracula, <laughs> Frank and Rachel are in a room, I guess, at a, maybe the ye old boot inn. And they're, right. you know, Frank, as usual, is talking a lot of crap and not being able to do anything about it. But he says, you know something, Rachel? I fought him before. I watched him turn Edith into a vampire, and I saw the grief on Quincy's face as he had to slay his own daughter. But up until now, I was left almost untouched, and maybe that's why his attack now hit me as hard as it did. And, you know, they reference uh, Tomb of Dracula 12, where Edith was killed. And then all of a sudden we see mist entering the room. And this might have been a bridge too far for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
the whole scene or the or yes. Dracula? Be- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what what Dracula does here in Mistform? Well, this was, like, yeah, what? He, I don't really know. Okay, well, let's just go through this. So they <laughs> they notice this mist. Uh, Frank, he's here in this room as a mist, and then he goes. He goes around Rachel and she says, choking me, can't breathe, but he's missed. So, yeah, I don't really understand. I wish I could enlighten you. I can't. He's like, I'll he's help. Like the red ghost. <laughs> That's but, his super ape, but no super apes. Come no on, super man. Apes. That would be awesome. But again, Dracula had super apes. Oh, God, that would be great. Dracula. Oh, Dracula please. versus Rachel and Frank while the super apes fight the werewolf. Please, please let Mar- there be super apes. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. the red ghost is able to be intangible, but yet parts of him can still be physical. So like he can shoot a gun at you while you're he's intangible, rest of him is intangible. And it kind of looks that way because like look at that panel where he's choking Rachel. It's all around her neck. It's almost like he's actually physically choking her. Yeah, it's just weird. It almost so it's like, like water becomes solid almost. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's it's odd. I'm not. I mean, it's the only thing I can think of. You know, it's I'm, like, I'm buying it because it's a comic, and we've seen <laughs> we've seen some of some of the wacky stuff before. But I would have chosen a different way. I do love Frank's. Uh, he's so full of it. Try fighting me, Dracula. Let's see what you can do against a man instead of always battling women. <laughs> Uh, and let's be honest up until this point rachel's track record for defending herself against dracula and anyone else on the planet is way better than frank's by far yeah i'm just saying (laughs) yeah but that is frank's only real weapon he has his mouth smack talk yeah yeah Yeah. so he's using it and i mean let's be fair dracula loves the smack talk hollow hollow words is frank's greatest weapon yeah yeah (laughs) but i love the mist the mist speaks to him you're a fool, my descendant, a fool who deserves <laughs> death. And I'm thinking, all right, if he deserves death, then kill him. Yeah, both of them at your mercy right there. Kill yes. them. He's let Why them not go kill them? so many times. So yeah. many. And he does it again. Yeah. yeah. But, but for now, you have a reprieve. <laughs> or I sense I must be elsewhere. And then he just books out of there again. But there is a cool uh, mist to bat transformation, so we do get that. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and, and this is where he mentions the diary of Baron Rusoff. This is the first time he's mentioned that he knew who yeah. he was, and he knows about his diary and all that stuff. So maybe that creepy Dracula... guy kept staring at me. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe <laughs> Dracula was in like a, an upper room, and he also had a telescope, and he was like, "You're gonna watch me. I'm gonna watch you." <laughs> so he, so he knew all about it. <laughs> <laughs> You do not disturb uh, Dracula while he's in the shower. Do not watch it. <laughs> it's not like that. Yeah, uh, and he he does mention that this book could threaten, you know, not only the Lord of Vampires, but everybody, all vampires, and it could be the death of Dracula. And yeah, this was the first time I had ever heard of, you know, they, there is a really big storyline between uh, Tomb of Dracula and Doctor Strange there at some point, where I think it's called the, the Montessi formula. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. that must be where this is kept, I guess. That's, uh, yeah. the first, they don't mention the name, but this must be the first men- the first reference to it. The beginnings of it here, yeah, absolutely. But I love this part, too. So he changes back from bat to his humanoid form, and he says, I can also sense that my enemy shall come this way. And I'm thinking, hold on. Now he's precog. <laughs> he's a precog, too? Like, come on, man. Like, they're really pulling out all the stops here, all these uh, extra uh, powers there. And he looks over at the helicopter and says... But first, to be sure, Van Helsing and Drake cannot escape. 
these controls give flight to this vehicle. And if they are destroyed, then there shall be no escape at all, which I found kind of funny. He was going to go mess up their helicopter. Well, it's not even theirs. Maniacal laughter, which yeah. I <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I hope they're I, I hope they bought the extra insurance on this uh hot copter rental. <laughs> oh, it's Quincy money, they're fine. <laughs> right. That's true. That is true. Well, and remember this panel because I want to come back to it in a page or two. Oh, okay, good, he, good. He's, you know what's gonna happen though? Technological. He's not Quincy, good with that. Quincy's Quincy's gonna have to pay for all this crap. And you know who's gonna suffer? Saint. He's not gonna get as many treats. Oh no! It's gonna cut into the treat budget. <laughs> oh, okay, now I have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine Quincy's account. Well, sorry, Saint, we're gonna have to cut the treats out this week. They oh, they they, they messed up wine. they messed up a helicopter, and he's like, <laughs> oh no, it's too sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Saint's like, let's see what happens the next time when we jump at a vampire for you. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> Maybe the vampire will give me more treats. <laughs> so but now I love I love the ahead. arrogance of Dracula. I haven't killed these two yet. I had a big prompt with a werewolf. I'm going to take all four at once. And I'm going to make sure they can't leave. So they're stuck fighting me. That's going to go well. <laughs> I love the error. I mean, that that does work, though. That part works. I mean, the precog stuff, yeah. Like, how does he know they're going to go that way? But, like, the arrogance, I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's very he, Dracula. Yeah, we've talked about that a bunch of times, how he thinks... He basically thinks he could take on an army of people with holy water and stakes and everything he could literally fight an army by himself even though yeah. he, you know obviously would have no shot but and he, when they he thinks he can him it's it's luck yeah it's <laughs> something bad happened it wasn't because he made a dumb decision oh exactly. never no. it's never no. his fault <laughs> <laughs> like i said so, he has that doom arrogance mm-hmm. yeah so back to uh, 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 Topaz and Jack here, and he's uh, Jack's like, it's time, Topaz. And he basically says to her, you know, since you're not going to be able to help because you were too down and out from using your powers last time, you know, you just stay here, and I've got to go do this alone. And he does. He he goes firing right over there, literally within, like, two seconds. He's right near yep. the helicopter, and uh, round two, or is this round three now? Maybe that's uh, on between uh, him and uh, Dracula. Yep, yeah, really good. Really yeah, mm-hmm. some more great panels, um, especially mm-hmm. the werewolf one on the next page. Yeah, know. up top there. Yeah. yeah, that looks really good. He, Dracula, we have unsettled yes. business to complete this night. <laughs> 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 oh, and then what about two of these shots of Topaz? Her holding the diary. There's a shot of her with it, like the book kind of clutched to her chest, and she's standing on like a rock there. That looks great. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That that is a nice looking shot. That's per, that looks cool as hell. That's her. You know, I love that she's control. She's helping Jack. This is like the first time we actually get the thing you said is will happen eventually. Jack in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of the werewolf because of Topaz. Yeah, it's a cool touch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they they're back and forth clawing and scratching and uh, Dracula at one point is you know, choking the werewolf. It's really cool. It's a really good back and forth. It, you don't get the impression here that one of these uh, monsters is you know. Is significantly more powerful or tough or whatever than the other. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very even battle, which I absolutely love. But at some point, yeah. you know, Dracula does uh, punch uh, the werewolf and kind of like you know make him a little loopy here. So in that uh, instance, instant he uh, goes over and says to Topaz, you know, give me the book. I want it now. And yes, these are the papers. He says, yeah. and then he says, <laughs> "Go, woman." For the moment, the beast is beast life and yours. 
are uh, unneeded. But then all of a sudden, here we go. Here's the crossbow. It finally hit something. Did you finally uh, she shot first? Yeah. Because <laughs> she didn't announce yeah. it. <laughs> she didn't announce it, but she still technically missed. I mean, <laughs> she, she shoots the book. Yeah, instead she, of well, she still the shot first. Wait, what year is this again? No, okay, I was gonna say maybe she saw Star Wars and went, "Oh, <laughs> that shoot first. Right. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. she the comment after they're dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but then they gotta do some dialogue back and forth instead of just shooting them again. But then oh. she has the book. I'm not sure how she got the book. No, I was a little hazy on that, too. I thought, is this one of those crossbows that there's like a wire attached to it? And she pulled it to herself. <laughs> like, well, that's where Frank's book... there. Frank, go fetch. Yeah, the book yeah. just disappears. <laughs> like, she shoots it with her crossbow. And then there's a panel that shows her, Frank, and Dracula. And the book's nowhere to be found. And then the next thing you know, it's in her hands. And she's like, ha, 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 I have the book. And she's going to run away. And then they yeah. wrap this up very quickly. Like, the werewolf kind of lunges at Dracula he just does this, you know, turns, grabs him, and throws him all in one motion up against a tree. And he's like, I want that book, basically. So he just goes flying after uh, uh, the helicopter with uh, Frank and Rachel in it. And then we're left with, you know, Topaz and uh, our buddy, uh, the werewolf here at the end, yeah. right? Now, here's where I wanted to go back to that panel, because they they take off and he says, no, already the helicopter rises. I had no time to wreck it all. But wasn't he in the cockpit wrecking it he well you know it's, doing it did he show screwed he, up the air conditioning he, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he rolled back the odometer <laughs> <laughs> but we did see yeah he was in the cockpit saying he's gonna destroy things and then we did a quick uh, jump back I, i'm assuming when you go back to that page where it shows him in the cockpit and laughing it we do mm-hmm. switch then back to topaz and jack so i'm assuming what marv was trying to do here was say that those things were going on while the uh, dracula was attacking frank and rachel and then it kind of married up there at the two bottom panels like mm. in the trade there's the, the two bottom pages the bottoms of the pages kind of marry yeah. up where he's like getting in the cockpit to do it but then the werewolf showed up and to kind of throw him off because okay, he's yeah. still in the, his face is still in there so yeah, yeah. i think I, okay. that's what yeah i think between the 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 you know, what Marv was trying to do and what uh, Plug did, it kind of married up on those two separate pages at the bottom. But in the meantime, it made you think, what was he doing that whole time? But Okay. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. That actually does work. Yeah. Now, the one thing that doesn't work, of course, that makes no, which is why I'm just ignoring the whole thing about how Rachel gets the book, is because the book makes no sense. Why did they bring the, there was no reason to bring the book. It's, I mean, it's not that they knew about this thing that's in there, Dracula wants, but there's also... No reason. It's not like Topaz said this book's making me more powerful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's it's a no reason to bring the book. Except <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I'm enjoying the story. I'm having fun, but unfortunately, the only reason to bring the book is because the plot said to bring the book. It's the MacGuffin. Yeah, right. yeah. that's yeah. the only reason the book's there because the book Whoa. should not be there. There's no reason Topaz should have that book with her at this moment while she's helping Jack control. Himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and then we get a, a little uh, text box there at the bottom uh, to tell us what's going to happen uh, next, right, Al? Oh, yeah. Continued in Tomb of Dracula 19. But next month in Werewolf by Night, a new menace beckons the hunchback of Notre Dame. 
Cool. <laughs> yeah. Are they going to do a tour of Europe? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, will Jack get his di- family diary back? I mean, they took it. It's, it's like, hey, that's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did. I don't. That's a good point. I didn't remember this. I, I'll be honest. I thought the book at the end here and that they found was the Darkhold. But we had uh, seen that earlier. Well, the Darkhold's been crazy priest. Yeah, the Darkhold's been quote unquote destroyed. Mm. Even though we know it comes back, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, for one thing, going back to what we said about Night Stalkers, there also was a Darkhold book member at that point. Yeah, so I'm not sure why they did that. They they made mention, like, we never saw the book destroyed in the issue they say it got destroyed in. It's like an issue or two later, they say, like, oh, yes, it was destroyed. And now we have another book that's basically, like, you know, a, a copy of the Darkhold, which, hey, if that was copyrighted, that's illegal. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Trifon should sue. <laughs> yeah. So I just was like, it's, it's it was kind of weird. I thought, why couldn't you just use, just use the Darkhold? But... Whatever, hey, it's it, it works if there's a copy of it too, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't the dark hole yet. It just was, you know, a dark hole. Yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> you know, it wasn't the dark hole yet. Not yeah, not quite. It wasn't quite there yet. But yeah, so it's you know, I I gotta be honest, I really had a lot of fun with this two parter. But I will say, I enjoyed the first part more than I did the second part. What do you guys feel? What do you think, Al? I mean, I like I like the second part. I think a bit more because we're getting the where we got the werewolf origin, mm-hmm. and I like oh, yeah. I, I like the origin of how he became the werewolf. I mean, I, I I checked real quick to see well who was she, you know, to see who the werewolf was. Lydia. Oh, Lydia. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and she does have a last name in the Marvel Wiki. It's Lydia Ferrati. Hmm. But that is her only appearance. Oh, that's a shame. It also says that's her death her first appearance and her death. And it's like, she does not die. Yeah. I don't think we saw anything or even the caption said about her dying right there, but, but yeah, that's a shame. As far as that knows, that is her only appearance is world by night 15. Hmm. Yeah. They should have done more with that character. Gosh. Would have been fun, but what do you think, Scott? Yeah. I'll split the difference. I enjoyed both of them. I think equally, uh, for different reasons, but, um, Mm -hmm. I thought these were great issues. Like I said, I'm a sucker. I, I'm pretty easy if you just throw two monsters together and make them fight. And especially if they're cool characters, which uh, I love Smack Talk and Dracula. And, <laughs> and like I said, I, I like the character of Jack Russell. And I think uh, the way they uh, depict the werewolf is super cool. Um, and it was it was neat seeing a change of artist on Dracula. I really like the way Plug did it. I think the art in both issues was stellar, and uh, I yeah, I dug both of them. Yeah, yeah. So it was a fun. I mean, yeah, there were some minor problems, like I said, mm-hmm. the book and stuff. But for the most part, this was a fun story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this was, was this was great. This was yeah. great stuff. Werewolf Dracula fight. I'm I'm down. Yeah, part of my yeah. fun of these though are the the <laughs> the things that we can't always explain. That's just part of the fun of these for me too. So I'm like. Okay, that's inexplicable. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. That was an odd choice. <laughs> well, yeah, like Frank and Rachel, they show up and leave, and it's like, okay, even if you don't see the werewolf, do you not see the other blonde girl over there? You're just going to leave her alone with Dracula? Okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the plot holes, as long as I have fun with this story, I can always uh, 
you know, dismiss yeah. the, the plot holes or like even a little you know, gaff here and there with the art. I can always do that. I, yeah. It's just it's it's fun to point them out, though. It is. <laughs> I mean, maybe they don't see her. Maybe she's on like the other side of the tree and it's dark. You know, it's you know, it's dark. I mean, obviously, all these movies and TV shows and comics, we have to be able to see what's happening. Right. So sometimes you have to assume it's darker than you really than it is for us because they have to make sure. Otherwise, you know, who wants to read or watch or something where it's just darkness and shadows? <laughs> that's true. This is but, true. I mean, that's probably what you would be seeing if you're out there in the woods, even for a full moon. You might not be yeah. seeing too far. So that maybe they don't see Topaz or the werewolf. Yeah, I'd buy that. That's true. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up here, guys. I want to thank you both for, you know, making the time to do this. Always tough getting, you know, multiple schedules together here, but this was a lot of fun and I uh, appreciate you guys for doing this. Yeah. Thanks, man. That was a good idea to, for the crossover comic to do the crossover podcast. Yeah. Makes sense. And this was fun. Yeah, this was great. So, all right. Well, yeah, we'll be, uh, you know, back in uh, July with uh, our regular, you know, one-on-ones. But, uh, you know, this was a blast. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to more down the road as well uh, with uh, Tomb of Dracula and Werewolf by Night. So uh, if anybody uh, wants to seek you out, Al, where can they find you? Well, you can find me in my regular show, Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. It's all about the Marvel characters, Adam Warlock and Thanos. I mean, it's right in the title. Why are you asking these dumb questions? Um <laughs> Just type in Adam Warlock or Thanos in whatever pod search you use or go to our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. And then you're still floating around on Twitter, uh, right? At Adam Thanos Pod. At, oh, yeah. Thank you. I forgot. Yeah. At Adam Thanos Pod. Yeah. We can talk other comic stuff. You, there's also links on there to my the other show I'm on, uh, L-E-G-I-O-N P-O-D-Cast, where we talk about the late 80s, early 90s DC comic sci-fi series Legion. If you want to get as far away from monster, 70s monsters as you can. and then uh scott you're uh on there too as well right twitter yeah my uh my handle i think it's (laughs) at scott west 69 it might be at scott m west 69 i should probably pay more attention to that stuff um but uh, scott m west 69 i'm looking at right now thank you okay scott (laughs) m west 69 that's my uh my writer's account i do have uh currently I have a novel, uh, Ghosts on the Highway, that you can get on Amazon. And hopefully, I've been saying this for the last, I don't know how many episodes, but I've got a short story collection coming. I'm Right now, I'm just waiting for the last of the interior art to arrive. And then that'll be out in the wild. And uh, you better believe I'll announce it when it's available. So Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll have all this stuff in the show notes as well for everybody and then uh, uh they can check both of you guys out there so yeah also man this was a lot of fun again thank you guys for doing this man this was a blast you bet man thank you yeah, thanks for having all right yeah that's gonna wrap us up and uh, i'll come back in a minute to wrap up the show from the monsters of the past comes a new generation dedicated to reversing the evil image of their forefathers. Under the leadership of none other than Count Dracula, known as Big D, three teenagers form the Dukuri group, named the Dracula. With special powers, they can transform into super mighty monsters and use their skills against all evildoers, especially the diabolical Dr. Dread and his renegade rescuers, Toad, Fly, Mummy Man, and Vampire, a group known as Ogre. The organization of General 
rotten enterprises. It's right versus wrong, good over greed, niceness against naughtiness. That's the dedication of the terrific trio, Frankie, Howler, and Drac Jr., the Drac Pack. Okay, everybody, that wraps up this episode. Once again, I want to thank... Uh, my buddy Scott and Al for being on the show. You know, it took a little bit of coordination here uh, with some schedules and stuff like that, but I want to thank both of them for, you know, uh, being able to do that and uh, do this one with me. Uh, we had a really good time. You know, hey, you never know. I don't think there's another uh, Werewolf by Night crossover with Tomb of Dracula, but there might be some other crossovers that they might be interested in. I'll get them on again because we had an absolute blast. So thanks to them and uh, thanks to everybody for listening out there and downloading all the likes, shares, retweets, all that kind of stuff. Love all that stuff. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You know, if you want to leave any feedback, magazinesandmonsters at gmail.com. Or, you know, if you want to go to like iTunes or Spotify and leave a review there, that would be great. All right. Take care, everybody.